love abide. Love is peace. Faith, hope, and love abide. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is what and who you are. Love is your deepest essence. A wellspring inside of you, welling up into limitless life. The path of conscious love is a relationship calling forth who you really are. Welcome to Coalesce, a series of honest, inclusive, and contemplative reflections. Living in relational wholeness, we enter our. We pray Coalesce will enrich and deepen your experience along the path of conscious love. Good day, good people. This is episode 91. Love is the nature of being. And I'm Reverend Robert Farrell. No matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. And if at any time you experience an audio or video issue, please just let me know in the chat section and we'll pause and do what we can to get that corrected. Tonight's contemplative reflection begins with my gratitude for the wisdom of John Dunn Scotus, Teilhard de Chardin, Philippe Yates, St. Augustine, and Richard Rohr, and the music tonight by Louis Armstrong, Lisa Firestone, the Water Boys, and Paul Isaac. Contemplation is an inner awareness and a sustained receptivity to our depth dimensions. It's where we come to listen with our heart for where the depth of the words connect with the depth of who you are. So try listening by taking a few breaths, then closing your eyes or maybe looking at the images that will be on the screen and listen with your heart. Don't try to analyze. Let the words invite the depths of who you are forward into your awareness. So let's drop into that depth, place of depth in body, mind, and spirit with a two-minute grounding exercise. For many of us, this moment feels chaotic and terribly stressful. Join us for a few moments to turn inward and connect to your innermost you. Gently close your eyes and feel the gentleness of breath inside your body, 
as you repeat these words. My deepest me is love. My deepest me is whole. My deepest me is limitless. My deepest me is infinite. My deepest me is compassion. My deepest me is sacred. My deepest me is mystery. My deepest me is forgiveness. My deepest me is beauty. My deepest me is God. My deepest me has knowledge to give. I open my heart and listen. With your open heart, just gently listen. God's very first idea was to become manifest, to pour out divine, infinite love into finite, visible forms. The Big Bang is our scientific name for that first idea, and Christ is our theological name. Both are about love and beauty exploding outward in all directions. And our infinite and our word for that infinite exploding is eternal Christ. The eternal Christ or cosmic Christ is sometimes said is divine presence. It's pervading all of creation since the very beginning. Vague belief and spiritual intuition became specific and concrete and personal in Jesus with a face that we could hear, see, and touch. The formless now had a personal form. You see, Jesus and Christ are not exactly the same. And we so fell in love with this personal interfaith, interface with Jesus that we forgot about the eternal Christ, the body of God, which is all of creation. Jesus is the union of human and divine in space and time. And the Christ is the eternal union of matter and spirit from the beginning of time. When we believe in Jesus Christ, we are believing in something much bigger 
than just the historical incarnation that we call Jesus. Jesus is just the visible map. The entire sweep of the meaning of the Christ, the Anointed One, includes us and includes all of creation since the beginning of time. The prologue to John's Gospel, John 1, verses 1 through 11, is talking about Christ, not Jesus. And when you read that text, you read the word logos, which can be thought of as the inner blueprint. You might hear it this way. In the beginning was the blueprint, and the blueprint was with God. And the blueprint was God. And all things came to be through this inner plan. The inner reality of God became manifest in the outer world as the cosmic Christ. No one thing came to be except through this blueprint and plan. This great universal Christ mystery becomes specific in the body and the person of Jesus. The blueprint became personified and visible as a human. And that life is the light of humanity. John is describing a bigger life, a bigger light from which we all draw. This is consciousness, a pre-existent form that is the eternal or one light. And this great light or consciousness is the source of all of our little piece of light. You can also substitute the word love. It all began with a cosmic act of love. So now we have three words. This light, this life, this love shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot overcome it. The blueprint was the true light that enlightens all human beings who have come into the world. The true light, consciousness, or love itself, proceeds and connects and feeds all of our smaller lights. To love Jesus, the Christ, is to love both the symbol and everything that he stands for, which is precisely everything. And this lays a wonderful foundation for both a new consciousness and a new cosmology and a very new notion of religion because it is a wonderful world. I see trees of green Red roses too I see them blue for me and you and I think to myself 
Take another gentle, deep breath and continue with your eyes closed or gazing at the image on the, images on the screen. Listen with your heart. Don't try to analyze. Just let the words invite the depths of who you are forward into your awareness. My friends, love is the very nature of being itself. God is not a being who occasionally decides to love, but God is, as Acts 17.28 says, the one in whom we live and move and have our being. God is being itself and being is described as love. Outpouring love is the inherent shape of the universe. And only when we love do we fully and truthfully exist in this universe and move toward our full purpose. This is a statement which gives the whole universe meaning and direction and goal. Love is the very meaning of creation. God created because God needed something to love and something that could love God freely in return. If you have children, you've experienced this. When you welcome your child into this world, your fondest desire is just to love this little one in every possible way. The very way you love your children becomes their empowerment to love you back. 
You see, God is absolutely free and therefore wants to create in order to reveal and communicate his goodness and love. And because God loves, he, she, wills that that creation should also be infused by love. As Colossians 1.15 says, Christ was the firstborn of all creation. Christ is the masterpiece of, masterpiece of love in the midst of a creation designed for love. We start with the Trinity, with God as love and relationship. Creation happens in, through, and for the pre-existent Christ, that second person of the Trinity. Where Colossians 1, 15 and 16 says, speaking of Christ, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in Him were created, were created all things in heaven and on earth. This grew into the notion of the eternal wisdom that was personified as Sophia, the divine feminine. And the book of wisdom says she deploys her strength from one end of the earth to the other, ordering all things for good. The pre-existent Christ moves toward greater personification with the notion of the Son of Man. This is a phrase that Jesus most frequently uses to identify himself. And briefly, it means the fullness of humanity. In Daniel 7, it says, And I saw coming on the clouds of heaven one like a son of man. Jesus, in that personified form, reveals the whole pattern of creation and human history in one condensed form. Perhaps he is best seen as a map showing us the way. And because of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, we know that the final chapter is always resurrection. God will turn all of our crucifixions into resurrections. Look at it in Jesus. Believe it in Jesus. Admire it in Jesus. Love it in Jesus. And let it take shape in your own soul. This is how the Christian movement was supposed to give hope to all of history. And it still can. Just open your heart. Open your heart, I will meet you out beyond fields of light and Open 
Take another breath and out. Now take one and hold it for just a little bit and then out. Listen with your heart. Don't try to analyze. Let the words invite the depths of who you are. Invite it forward into your awareness. Jesus was not born as the Christ. The resurrected Jesus is the Christ. Christ is beyond space. Christ is beyond time. Christ includes all of the spiritual and the physical world reconciled within himself. Most of Christianity has been straining to find the historical Jesus up there. Where did he go? We've been obsessed with the question because we think the universe is divided into separate levels, heaven and earth. But it is one universe, and all within it is transmuted and transformed by the glory of God. The whole point of the incarnation and risen body is that the Christ is here and always was and always is. But now we have a story that allows us to imagine it just might be true. Jesus didn't go anywhere. Jesus reveals the universal, omnipresent body of Christ. That's why the final book of the Bible promises us a new heaven and a new earth, not an escape from earth. Even in the Lord's Prayer, we pray that it will be on earth as it is in heaven. We focused on going to heaven instead of living on earth as Jesus did. 
which makes heaven and earth one. It is heaven all the way to heaven. What you choose now is exactly what you choose to be forever. And God will not disappoint you. Christ is the eternal fusion of matter and spirit as one. They hold and reveal one another. Wherever the human and the, and the divine coexist, we have the Christ. Wherever the material and the spiritual coincide, we have the Christ. That includes the material world, the natural world, the animal world, including humans, and moves all the way to the elemental world, which we symbolize by bread and wine. The Eucharist offers Christians the message in condensed form so we can struggle with it in a very concrete way. You cannot think about such a universal truth logically. You can only slowly digest it, eat it, and know who you are. You are what you drink and eat. Finally, the body of Christ is not out there or over there. It's in you. It's here and now and everywhere. <laughs> the goal is to move beyond yourself and recognize that what's true in you is true in all others too. In Colossians 3.11, it's almost as if it's being shouted, there is only Christ. He is everything and he is in everything. And to put it forthright, forthrightly, I'm going to say that again, to put it forthrightly, you are the second coming of Christ. You and I are living here in this ever-expanding universe. You and I are a part of this Christ mystery. If we consciously take this mystery as our worldview, it will create immense joy and peace. It gives us significance and a sense of belonging as part of God's great work. What a wonderful world. We are no longer alienated from God, no longer alienated from others, no longer alienated from the universe. Everything belongs. And it is pure undeserved gift from the very beginning. You need never feel lonely again because the Christ is in you. See the Christ in you. I'm gonna look twice at you. 
until I see the Christ in When I'm looking through the eyes of love When I'm looking through the eyes of love When I'm looking through the eyes of love When I'm looking through the eyes Take another gentle breath. And as we continue, stay within your interior awareness and that sustained receptivity of your depth dimension. You're invited to spend the next few minutes to journal about your experience. Was there any new insight? Were you touched by love in some way? Did deep call to deep? Feel free to journal now for three minutes.
Thank you for your presence in your open heart. Each week we offer you a spiritual practice to help support you along your spiritual path. And this week the spiritual practice is making a mandala. I know that that will touch many of you who feel artistic and creative in some way. You'll be able to find the guidelines for this practice on the Contemplative Inner Being website. And I'll put that link in the chat section here in just a few moments. Let me take just a couple of minutes. I'm just going to share those. I know that um, you'll have to refer to them again to actually do it. But let's, let's hear them together. Mandala is the, sac the Sanskrit word for circle. It's a Hindu and Buddhist symbol for the universe. It represents the whole, W-H-O-L-E, of which we are a part. In Carl Jung's words, a mandala is a safe refuge of inner reconciliation and wholeness. We might think of Christ as a mandala, a symbol of matter and spirit cohering in and beyond time. Christ is God manifest, both visible and invisible, darkness and light, bringing all things to greater life and love throughout eternity. Christ's love is the very shape of the universe, and each of us is part of this pattern. Through our conscious participation, we can grow into the fullness of love. So you're invited to create your own mandala as a contemplative practice. You begin by gathering all the materials you'll need, a large sheet of blank paper, maybe extra paper, scissors, pencil, a drawing compass, coloring pencils, markers, paints, etc. And find a quiet place where you won't be disturbed for an hour or so. And bring to heart and mind four areas in your life or the world for which you desire healing and wholeness. Recording them on a spare piece of paper using words, symbols, or colors. Then cut the large piece of paper into a square. Mark the center of the page with a small dot and use a large compass to draw a circle a couple of inches from the edge of the paper. If you don't have a compass, you can use a large plate or bowl or something like that. And within the circle, draw a square and divide it into four quadrants. In each section, draw an image or design that represents each of your desires. Beginning at the corners of the square and moving outward, create concentric circles with shapes or curving lines. Add color if you wish, slowly filling in the design. When you have finished creating your mandala, 
consecrate the time, energy, and focus you've given to the healing and wholeness of self and world. Spend some time just simply gazing with non-judgmental eyes at the mandala and surrendering your dire's desires and expectations. Tibetan and Navajo rituals involve ceremonially destroying their intricate sand mandalas after completion. You might choose to intentionally burn, bury, or somehow let go of your mandala. And that's the spiritual practice of making a mandala. Thank you all for so much for being here, whether you've come to the live session or the recorded session. I'd like to close, as we always do, with a blessing and our closing song by Paul Isaac. Friends, May you see the truth about yourself, no matter how beautiful it is. And may peace fill your life so that love will overflow. And may your days and week to come be traveled on the path of conscious love. Peace to all, light to all, love to all, Satnam. Amen. And may you see with the eyes of love. How many lifetimes have I spent searching For something that can't be explained for something that can't be tamed Searching for someone to show me the way Tell me that it's okay To work through my suffering So I look within, I find myself anew And let this light shine through in everything that I do If darkness should fall I'll call upon this light Remember that my heart was touched When I felt the Shakti rise And I'm looking to the eyes of The eyes of love Looking to the eyes of the eyes of love I look into the eyes of the eyes of love I look into the eyes of the eyes of love My heart is open and there is more to come More less to dismay more work to be done The masks I wear Are slowly peeling off 
Cause there's no need to hide From this truth inside A seed's been planted and this tree will grow And the fruits that I sow Will surely feed the soul So my friend, I am done waiting Yes, I'm here now And I surrender As I look into the eyes of The eyes of love Look into the eyes of The eyes of love I look into the eyes of The eyes of love Look into the eyes of, the eyes of love I'm looking through the eyes of, the eyes of love And now I'm looking through the eyes of, the eyes of love I'm looking through I'm looking through is created, quilted, and shared in a gentle embrace. Our thanks to Rev. Robert Farrell for giving his voice to the path of conscious love. You are me and I am you. Isn't it obvious that we enter our? We pray coalesce and riches and deepens your experience on the path of conscious love.